It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Survivor 46 is here and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast. And we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladares, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcasts. Pittsburgh Steeler fans, welcome to this week's episode of Steelers Touch. Down Under! I'm Matt Peverell, joined by my co-host as always, Marky D, Marky Davison. How you going, mate? It's getting better and better every single time. Touched in under. Here we go. One day away, really, from the, the Steelers' start, eh? What a time to be alive and to be a Steeler fan. All the off-season is coming around, and here we are. Here we go, Steelers. We're here. We're ready to go. It's going to be our 3 a.m. It's going to be crazy. I'm so pumped up. I'm so keen. How are you, Maddie? I'm amped. I'm amped. Amped. Yeah. Yeah. You, uh, you see, Mark, Marky D and I, before we get on the show, we have a little, I'm mean, trying to figure out how we can bring it to you without breaking copyright, but uh, we have a little pump up with a particular ACDC song, Thunderstruck. And so, you know, we like sort of hum down under to it. So that, I'm amped up. I'm continuing the ACDC vibes, Marky D. But yeah, first game of the season. What do you know? It's kind of been funny for us because obviously we came to you guys live, live last week and ahead of the Bills game, we talked a little about it. We're going to do that as well today. But we're actually going to talk about a couple of other things as we look forward to the season as well, because really you guys have listened to heaps of things about the Bills and including for us. So uh my Michael Latham says, go ahead and wave the towel on time for the nation. That's it, mate. That is absolutely it. Look, we've look, I gotta say, welcome to the family as well in the live chat. I mean, people were jumping right in. We've got McAdoo gaming with I mean GIO is an yeah. insurance company here, Gaio, but I think it's Gaio yeah. from this Portner's in there early, Sean Manahan, Geo Devil. Uh, who else we got? Kyle, Clarence. 
you know, awesome to see you continuing. Clarence, uh, Rhino Tools back. It's been a little while, Rhino Tools, so good to see you back in the chat. Uh, maybe I just haven't recognized it's hard when we're hosting this show. Uh, Carl Johnson. Oh, and David. Now, I give a shout-out to Owen David, Mark. I know it's not the mm-hmm. biggest news of the week, but I got to tell you, Owen and I have been going at it with some Browns fans on Twitter. It's, uh, you know, we just said one simple thing. They took it very personally. And the reason I bring it up is because it was <laughs> this is the hypocrisy from some of our AFC North, you know, rivals fans. They sat there and had a crack in Owen and I about being fans of the Steelers even though we're, you know, based outside of outside of the US. And then we went through it. Uh, we went through it. And the guy giving the crack was from the UK as well. So different. apparently you can have different rules depending on which team you go for. Anyway, I just want to say uh, I wanted to shout out Owen, you know, another, you know, want to be Yinza brother like me and a Steeler. It was Steeler fan. Love it. Uh, but, yeah, it's awesome to see some people back. Ron Chess is in there as well, you know. Uh, I love that. I love that from Ron Chess. Turn up the wattage, which brings us to the big news of the week, Marky D. I know I had a rant about it on War Room and, you know, questioned whether the Steelers were facing an identity crisis. But uh, Marky D, what'd you, how did you feel when he signed the deal and, and all the reports about him storming into the Rooney's office and oh, telling the agent to get stuffed? <laughs> he didn't He didn't storm into the office. Come on. Like, that's mate, that's been... Mate. Was there an O lineman holding the door? For the- <laughs> I imagine like he's got like an old O lineman, you know, uh, Rooney. He, did, he did the whole, this is Pittsburgh, and kicks down and then the he door. kicks in the door. I, look, that's been, you know, blown out like hugely. But look, it's great. I think we all I think we all knew. People were getting a bit crazy about, oh, will he sign, won't he sign? I think we all knew he was going to sign. We knew he was going to be a Pittsburgh Steeler. Got the five-year contract, millions of dollars, great. I don't really go into the money. I just want to see him be a Steeler. Um, he's he's signed up now. He knows he knows where he's going to be. He knows what's going to happen. So let's just let's just cheer him on because and look, I really don't, I don't think I don't think he ran in there and and you know told his agent to to hold the phone and push him away and I don't know. It's a lot of a lot of theater. Um, but look, hey, we got him signed. Let's go. Like this is it. This is the time. This is we can we can have him for the next is it four years, five years, or whatever it is. Yeah, so it's a four-year, it's a four-year add-on. So they, it's technically a five-year deal because there's actually a bit of moving around of money. So his cap hit for this year's gone according to over the cap. Uh, it's gone from I think it's ten million. It was ten million and eighty-nine thousand, and now it's like eight million flat. You know, Wes brings up that they leaked that story. Yeah, it's probably got a bit of romanticism to it, but mm. you know, it effectively I think that is what it's it was sort of it must have been a conversation like why are we pushing for more money let's just get it done the interesting thing for me about the deal and I know we can I know we don't really want to go deep into the money part but after next year you know he'll crack 30 million dollars each year for three years which puts him into quarterback territory like that's Mm -hmm. Josh Allen Dak Prescott Russell Wilson Patrick Mahomes Aaron Rodgers Matt Ryan and Ryan Tannehill money the other interesting thing about it too is like the guarantees because it was the big issue with all the guarantees is like how much will it be guaranteed? It's next year and the year after 2022 and 2023 that he's got a lot of that money. Then after that, it's actually team friendly. So the Steelers have come up. I think TJ Watts ended up with his money, which is fantastic. And, you know, the Steelers have ended up keeping him, which is fantastic. And we're in a really good position and they can move some money around over future years too, if Ben's coming back. And I think this is the thing is like, they're probably sitting there going, what, how does Ben feel? You know, how, what, what's going to happen there as well? So look, 
as you said rightly, Mark, it's just fantastic to have him back. It's fantastic to lock him in. I would have liked to have seen it gone a little bit longer. I, I was happy for them to give him a six to seven year deal and sign him up till his early thirties mm. because I think he's going to be more expensive when we go around again. But hey, we got it done. End of story. Let's get into the season. So, you know, it's uh, it's awesome there. So, Mark, uh, any other news of the week that was big for you as well that you know, around the NFL? I mean, it was. Sort of a funny week uh, in the lead up to. You know what? It's not funny, but uh, the Ravens did lose their all their running backs, which is crazy. I know I've never heard of that. I've never heard. I think it's like four players, uh, including the the cornerback, that had ACL injuries, uh, and all three running backs are gone. And now they've got to bring in like guys like Le'Veon Bell, uh, Freeman's in there, and the other guy, Lattimore, I think it is, uh, coming in. And and no matter what. They they could be okay running backs, good running backs, but they don't know the system. So, so you brought that up, like because I saw an article from uh, Cynthia Freeland, you know, the lady that does all the um, it's just really good analytics for NFL. Do, uh, do, hey, do, NFL. Wait, 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 stop. Do you like do you like that? The tw- they win twenty three twenty. They'll win twenty seven twenty four. No, they'll I win twenty eight twenty one. Actually, man. I, I, I don't, I don't, but there's something to be said. Like, you know, we, the world lives around numbers and metrics and that, but anyway, she basically plugged it all in, right? When they went, the when they had the JK Dobbins injury, they went from, I think it was 11.1 wins to 10.8 wins. And then with the next injury, they went to like 10.1 wins. And then with the next injury, they went to 9.6 wins based on statistics, statistics. Nine wins ain't going to win you the AFC North. So, I mean, look, it's very different and and what have you in terms of uh, what, you know, what reality happens. But I think it's interesting when you watch that tick down because, Mm. you know, as and what says, yeah, Latavius Murray there. They're looking at Freeman. They've got Bell. Like, you got to, if you're sitting there, Todd Gurley, (laughs) getting the raw prawn, mate. Like, no one's even considering him. Like, that's, I don't know. I, I said to I Jeff and, and someone slammed me on Twitter. I was like, I would I would be giving the Ravens a call and saying, what do you want for Snell? Like, what do you give us for Snell? Honestly. I think it's it's big trouble though, really, losing three backs in the cornerback. And I might have said someone, I, I think I said Marcus Lattimore. Who's that? Who's like, who's Marcus Lattimore? He's, Marcus Lattimore's the cornerback, really good cornerback for the Saints. But Latavius oh. Murray came, was released yeah. from the Saints. <laughs> so. I'm so far off. Um, yeah, look, it's huge. Like, that's huge news for the season for the Ravens. And they're really still favorite for to win the AFC North and to to beat a lot of teams. I wouldn't be surprised if the if the Raiders give it to them uh, in in week one because they don't have their their whole team there. You know they've got to rely now on Lamar for running and really passing pretty much the whole offense. Because let's we'll, I don't think Bell will do that much down there. I really don't think he'll do that much. Well, I don't either. Uh, and Ike Taylor came out this week on another Steelers podcast and said, you know, he thought that Le'Veon Bell was going to ball out. I'm like, oh, I'm actually going to disagree with you there big time. But, you know, I'm, I'm only because I just don't think... If you look at that offensive line too, right? It might be the biggest, one of the biggest, if not the biggest offensive line in the NFL. But at the end of the day, like, it's new. It's got a lot of old guys. Guys are playing out of position. I, I find it very odd. But I think it's also been brought up in the live chat, like Marcus Peters. That is massive for them. Like, yes, they've still got Marlon Humphrey. They've still got Tavon Young. They've got uh, uh, Chalk in the backfield. Chalk, yeah, or Clark, sorry, in the backfield as well there. You know, but uh, I just think losing Marcus Peters is, 
That's that's a massive loss for them on the defense. Like we're we're going to know a lot week one if they keep it close with the Raiders because the Raiders aren't really a good side. However, the it Raiders... depend a... on the Raiders for me, though. Like, if the Raiders open it up or not with Derek it, Carr. And it's their first home game uh, with fans. And uh, who's, the, who's the coach who's a fired-up coach? Gruden is in there. So, you never know. I, I think the Ravens are a bit of trouble. And then they... You can't lose that many players, can you? Really? So we'll, we'll see. We'll see what happens. But we're not here to talk about the stinky Ravens. No, we're not. The it, was brought, it was brought up in the live chat, and I had it written down in my notes as well. So I'm going to cover it. Portner brings up our countryman Jordan uh, Mayawada, just signed oh, yeah. with the Eagles, the four-year, um, sixty-four to eighty million, depending on the guarantees. You know, and Portner says, "Can we scout another left tackle for the Steelers?" I don't, I don't know. Like they got to come over earlier. Like if you're going to do it, but I know that there's a lot of a lot of increase in how many strands are making it into the college football system and not in positions out other than punter. But uh, good on my lighter. Like you know, he copped a lot of criticism when he started and he stuck at it and he worked hard and he put like he he for he forwent a lot of money that he could have made you know early as an NRL player and tried to come over. So I, I'm all credit to him and. You know, I go back, I remember watching him live with the Good Morning Football crew on draft day, you know, and they interviewed him and how big he was and what have you, you know, and big even compared to NFL players and what a good bloke he was. So, you know, hats off to him, really, you know, hats off to him. So the, the thing is, Maddie, like with a lot of um, uh, NRL, NRL stars that go over there, like uh, Hayne went over there and Holmes went over there. I just feel they go over there for a break. But whereas maybe Malata bought in and had, and had a real dig to yeah. change his life, and he had a so you got to really celebrate those guys because they've given up what they could have maybe a short term gain for a long term game, but it takes a long time to get it. Now everyone cheers on the the flashy player like Hayne. I couldn't, I didn't really cheer him. I didn't really care because I knew that he was coming back. Um, and he did some things over there. And he's in a bit of trouble. But the other guy Holmes is too. Holmes the he was a receiver or a running back. We played for the Jet. I don't know who he played for. Holmes did, but he was a uh, cowboy. Jets, yeah, yeah, and he and then everyone's talking about him, and he did nothing, and then he's come back to the the, the Cowboys. So um, it, yeah, for ha- me, ha- you've got to you got to go over. Like you got to go over when you're in your late teens, early twenties. Like you can't go over at twenty five. That's the, the that's mm. the crux of it, really. Uh, but you know, Porter says, yeah, he played juniors for like the Rabbitohs. He didn't. I don't even think he played in the actual NRL, but anyway, is what it is. Uh, but Mark, so yeah, it was just sort of interesting. And I thought like there was, there was a lot of sort of different interesting injuries that sort of happened this week in different people. But I think the breaking news this morning for us was that, uh, you know, that Highsmith was playing. So I think that that's really important. The other thing that we wanted to do, I mean, let's just bumper. Like we came in, as I say, pretty amped up. Uh, but before we go into looking at a couple of things to preview the Bills game, and then we impart, and then you know obviously we'll move into part two after that as well. Is Mark? You know, I know you've got some thoughts on this, so I'll just say a couple of quick things. Is that uh, for us? Our thoughts go out to all of you there in the US. It's twenty years since that you know awful day that was nine eleven that changed the world. Uh, you know, and depending, and people have got varying different views on it and what happened since and the rest of it. But regardless, there were some 3,000 plus people that never went home that day. And it was incredibly, uh, yeah, it's just an awful, awful thing to happen. 
Uh, I think it was pretty crazy. You know, I'll give one insight from the other side of the world that I remember. And that was we'd come home from an event. You know, I was 10 years old. Uh, my mom had sat down and flicked on that. She thought she put on the, she thought she put on the news and she saw the plane in the first tower. And then she sat there and went, Oh, I must be watching some crazy movie and tried to mm-hmm. flick the, flick the channels. And she was like, this is the news. She's like, Oh my gosh, what a terrible accident. And then, you know, and then from there, uh, she saw that watched live as the second plane hit the towers and was just like, Oh my gosh. And then I remember, I remember waking up when I heard her reaction, I came downstairs and it was just, we were in kind of disbelief. And as a 10 year old, you sort of sit there and you went like, Whoa, what is this? This is nuts. Like, and I was into action movies and James Bond and all the rest of it. And uh, like, I was struggling to comprehend that this was a real thing until I woke up the next day and, and I saw it. And, you know, it, it it's an incredible thing. And, you know, I went to Ground Zero the year after. Uh, we went to New York. Uh, for my, my mom had a work trip there, and we went with her. And I never forget because she had a colleague that she lost in it, and um, I think it was. And I remember it was still all covered with plyboard, and all the photos of the missing people were there, and the, all the flowers and the flags and everything else. And it was incredible and then i went back in uh 2014 and i I saw what the memorial is now with the you know almost like crater like um you know concrete and marble and and all the rest of it and yeah it's incredibly eerie from like i saw the one side which was that that loss and that fresh element of it like nine months after the after the tragedy and then tragedy sorry and then you go now and you look at it and it's a place of deep reflection and you know, I've seen lots of stories this week and we've had a lot of it through our media for the last fortnight as well in Australia. And you, you know, you just look at it and it just makes you think how lucky you are and you hear about the near misses and what have you from from that terrible day. And, you know, we're all very lucky to enjoy the freedoms that we do. And I know it's, you know, there's a lot of crazy things going on in every Western country and what have you about freedoms at the moment. And But putting all that aside... You know, there were 3,000 innocent people that lost their lives plus that day. There's many people that have lost their lives since fighting for our freedoms. And, yeah, it's, uh, yeah, just thoughts and prayers with, and actually thoughts and prayers, not just like the colloquial saying, like we were deeply thinking about what this means for particularly, you know, our Steelers family and, and our American family as well. So, Well said. Um, I just want to say, yeah, that's honestly well said. Um, I'll say a few little things. Yeah, when I was little, when I was when I first heard about it, it's so strange for us on this day. It's one of the biggest days of our lives in Americans and, and all around the world. Um, but when I, it, it's not funny, but it's crazy, right? So when when we woke up at this time, nine a.m., we saw it happen on replay. We we but Australians thought it was live, right? But I believe it happened at at um, at nine a.m. American time. So it happened while we were sleeping. So when we woke up. I was in year six and I turned on, we all turned on the TV and we thought, you know, what the, what the hell is going on? Is this, is this real life? And I think us being that age, Manny, we know what's going on, but then we still kind of don't at the same time. We don't, we don't really know how to bring it. Oh, yeah. are, are we affected? Are we not? Uh, we were, I went to year six that day, but I still remember where I was and, and, you know, things of, of that nature. Um, but it's an incredible time. It's been 20 years since that really stopped the whole world. And the, the images and the visuals of that day, is just, it's just ridiculous how that happened. And like you said, thoughts and prayers, like honestly, something so far away from us can be so close, close to us too. A bit like with Tunch. So 
Um, I've, I've got a rule, and this is – I'll end it on this and how much respect I like to show uh, to what happened on that day um, in America. I've been to America seven times, and every time um, every time I go to New York, I've been to New York twice, once with my best friend and once with my dad. Um, I've got a rule that every time we go there, we have to go say our respects first before we do anything else. No matter what, we have to go to the, the memorial. And, you know, so I'm not a big fan of um, – People doing the selfies and, and taking this kind of stuff uh, and, and acting like a tourist site—I really don't understand that. That grinds my gears uh, so much. I believe this is a—it's a gravesite. It's—it's—it's—it's—it's it's, 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 it's death, and it's, it's part mm. of life. What it is, but these people are ha- happy, and and you can be happy, but like they're taking photos. I don't get that. I don't like that at all. Um, so I, um, the first time I went with one of my best friend, we sat there in silence for thirty minutes, and we had laughed the whole American trip. But it's something so so close to us and how real that it could have been us in Sydney, you know? So my rule is every time I go to America and when I go there in the future, whoever I go with, is if I'm in New York, I have to go there first. And before I do anything, before, you know, you, you get there and have your sleep. But the next morning, get a train down there and and say, say respects and then that's it. So, yeah, well, I'm getting I'm getting a bit, bit fired up, Maddie. This is, uh, oh, boy. Uh Jeez. Well then, let's get into it. Let's talk Steelers. <laughs> let's bring it back. Right, yeah, let's be a yeah. lighthearted, buddy. Jeez. All right. Well, I think we said what we needed to say. We sure. said it right now. I know it's a big warm up, but we're in. We're in now. With uh, so Marky D, we're getting into the Bills game. I want to do a little bit of a preview before in part two. We're going to do uh, you know, usual scene in the slang. We're also going to redo our record prediction for the season as well. And obviously, we're going to do live Q and A. We love the audience Q and A. It's one of our favorite things. We look forward to it. We want to give you guys some bumper time to do that as well. Uh, so, look, let's get into it with the bills. I, before we do though, I did a bit of research, right, Mark? And did you know that over the last five or six years, part there's been a shift towards passing on first down of the first play of the game, and in fact, play action has gone up from thirty percent over the last five or six years to almost 37%. So the first thing I'm going to ask you in previewing this week's game against the Bills, what is Matt Canada going to do with Big Ben and Najee Harris and the Steelers' offense on the first play of the game? Okay, are you, say, are you saying that Big Ben's going to fake it to Najee and then go deep to Quable for a 70-yard touchdown? You, you tell me. Or is it going to be a one-yard up-the-middle Randy Feetner special? Not this game. If it was at home versus the Jets, yes. Not not in Buffalo. You have to run it. So I missed what you said. I was th- I was thinking. What would you say before that? <laughs> I, I, I missed it. <laughs> <laughs> Seattle has two losses. Uh, I totally I totally missed what you said. I was like, I'm, yeah, anyways. Um, that's our What's going to happen? Yeah. What's going to happen? First play, Big Ben gets gets under center. Just to, just to run to Najee, I reckon. Yeah, right. Oh, no, I, he won't. I don't know. He'll probably pass it. I want to see a jet. I want to see a jet sweep to DJ. You reckon? Around the edge. Oh, man. It would be... No one would think of that. Go... You know what? Wildcat Najee straight up the middle. Fake a sweep. So, mo- so you're going to motion uh, DJ... Back out to the to the right, and then back. Then when he comes back in, it's going to look like a run. Cut him all the way around, yeah. Bam, yeah. And these and these uh, guys on the edge won't really predict that. They will be trying to go for the running back and see you later off the edge 
two two receivers on the outside, run the blocking lanes and get 30 yards, 40 yards. 100%. And, and you know what? Owen brings up Chase. Do the double. Do the fake sweep. Have Chase going one way, DJ going the other. Who knows who's got the ball? What about, okay, you have that one and I'll have a flea flicker. So they'll go to Najee and then back to back to Big Ben and then <laughs> the two. two. I, I like yours better than mine. Like that's like I can see that happening. But I can no, also just see them coming mate, out. And- mate, it's gonna be a it's gonna be a it's either as you said, a little a little rush from Najee for two or three, or it's a little slant to Juju. I actually think yeah. it could be a slant to Juju. They might not even come out with Najee in the field, they might just come out with Big Ben and shotgun and I, mate, how good it be if they came out five wide. <laughs> If they come out five wide, right, that means that Najee doesn't doesn't technically get a start, does he? No. Depends if he's playing in there, though, on the five wide. But, That'd but be good. Fl- Actually, that could be interesting with the motion. But on the five, on the first, on the first snap of the ball, I believe that statistic wise, if you're not in that in that unit, then you don't get the start, do you? So no. they might not give Najee the start. What if they went wildcat? Now nah, we're getting too crazy. <laughs> Wildcat <it>. Najee. <laughs> Oh, but but all right. So last week, last week we talked about some players to watch in that. What do you, what do you think? We've had a whole other week of this. You've heard lots of analysis. We know different injuries, all the rest of it. What is the one thing that you think the Steelers have to be really careful doesn't become the Achilles heel in this week's game against the Buffalo Bills? Um, p- passing maybe passing a little bit. Don't give up on the run. No matter what, don't give up on the run if you're down by 10 points in the third quarter. Uh, if you're forcing those passes and you're giving up the downs, you're getting into third and eight territory, uh, you kind of know where you're going to go. However, saying that, the flip side is Ben can make those plays. So third and eight, it can normally go that way too. Um, no matter, yeah, don't give up on the run. If it goes if it goes nowhere, I really see big things. And I see big, I see Najee having a big game. Like I, I, I just like his confidence. I like the way he runs. I like the guy behind the O line. Um, it's a it's a tough game, but I think Buffalo should be wary of us too. But just don't give up on the run because no matter what, if we're down by ten points, we can bring it back, and the run's going to help us. What 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 do you think? Yeah, for me, I, like it's interesting when you talk about that because it's easy to say the O line. I I don't want to. I want to. I want. I want to. What I want the Steelers. <laughs> I'm just being careful how I frame this. I think the Steelers' defense, particularly in the secondary, needs to not let Josh Allen get into a rhythm. Right? We're all scared about the medium to deep passing with Diggs, right? Or not scared, but conscious of it. But I don't want him getting a rhythm and getting confidence by getting a lot of short to medium, you know, passes through to different people. And I think a lot's been made of the fact that. You know, the Bills' Titans are not particularly great. But I think David Knox is playing. And if David Knox is playing, he can actually do some stuff. And equally, you know, I think some of their backs, both Moss and Singletary, can do a bit more, you know, out of the short passing game as well than what they often give credit for. And obviously, we know Josh Allen can run. So that's my thing is I want to see how the cornerbacks step up because for me, at the moment, that's the biggest question in this room. We've talked about on, on the defense. We've talked about whether the Steelers are going to acquire someone for a while. They have to step up. We had the trade last week for Witherspoon. They have to make Josh Allen feel the pressure early. Like Josh Allen's got the pressure. You know, we talked about this a couple of about a year ago when we talked about Baker Mayfield constantly, right? And it's going to amp up with him as he signs another contract. But Josh Allen has signed this massive contract. Week one. 
at home against the Steelers, who you've 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 had the mark over them for the last couple of years. The pressure is on him to make these throws. He's got to validate this contract. He's got this relationship with Diggs. Mm-hmm. What's We've got to really tighten the screws on that pressure. We need to force incompletions. We need to contest the ball. We need yeah, to tackle exactly. people. We need to put people on their bum. You know, block the hell like block the hell out of people. I just yeah. Th- for me, this is the this is what I want to see from the Steelers because if you let him get into this rhythm through the first or second late into the first early into the second quarter. The game's going to be, you know, much harder come the back end of the third and early the fourth when, you know, really a lot of the time, you know, the game gets settled. So in terms of the results, so that's that's my real piece is how do you make it harder for Josh Allen? How do you tighten the screws of pressure and how do you, you make him sweat? Because if you make him sweat, that's when mistakes are going to be forced and guys like Hayden and Minker and Devin Bush can come up with awesome plays. Yeah, yeah. Don't let don't let those receivers get off the line scot free and wide open. And you know, wide open, like you know, separation of one meter, two meters, or that kind of stuff. Um, you want to see. You know, I think you said it best when you said contested catches. Like you want to see the receivers work for it to get the ball, and you want to see Pierre Hayden, whoever's uh, Sutton, whoever's corner, that if they can slow down the the receivers off the line and be in their face. Then you know the other blokes are gonna come come around the corner and, and uh, TJ Watt and those fellas are gonna rush the quarterback. So um, it's so it's so interesting that all this lead up and it's coming down to this to kind of see what's gonna happen for maybe the next four or five games. And it's a big game, but the, if these players if they play better than what they did with the Browns and they turn up. I think they, the the Bills are, should be worrisome. They shouldn't. They, every single every single NFL side, I swear, I go on to. Um, they're saying that the Bills are going to win by eight. They're going to win by ten. They're going to win by fourteen. They they're going to thump us. But I don't see that because Najee will keep us in the game, and our defense should also, like you said, contain Josh to make him. Um, yeah, if he's a hundred million dollar player, he's got to go. If he goes lights out, like three TDs or four TDs, well. What do you do? That's that's part of the game, and he's one of the best, right? But if we can make him go one TD and uh, in uh, it maybe interception or you know drop the ball a few times, put some pressure. Like like I said to you before, I want to hear the Niagara Falls. I want to hear silence, silence in the crowd. I don't want to hear one. I don't want one person. Like I'd fly over there and throw myself through a table, and that would be the only sound. Just that crack. You know, that I just want to hear silence in that because they're so amped up. The Bills won the fan, the fan of the year for ESPN two years running. Who cares? You've lost four Super Bowls in a row. How do you not win one Super Bowl, Matty? You know, back in the day, they went to four Super Bowls and they lost every single one. And you're thinking by near the end, oh, hang on a minute, I'm at the four Super Bowl. I'm pretty sure I'm going to get this one. No, you didn't because you suck. Oh, that's fantastic, Marky D. That's fantastic, Marky D. Uh, And I guess my other question for you as well, you know, apart from Najee, I want you to pick one player, one player that is new to the Steelers this year, doesn't have to be a rookie, can be someone else they acquired, who is going to step up and and absolutely make make a – they don't have to be the best player of the game, but they're going to step up and make a play that changes the game. You know what I was thinking while I was um, having my coffee this morning? I was thinking about Buddy Johnson. What were you and, thinking, Mark? Oh, many things. But Buddy Buddy Johnson, and I was thinking about what a game that this is going to be 
Um, special Ooh. teams. I think it's going to be part Ooh, of it. I was going to ask you, is it special teams or defense? Yeah, it, I'm liking ha- this. I'm liking it has this. to be special teams because off the kickoff first game in Buffalo, if they can go down, they've got, you know, number 44. Uh, I can't pronounce his name. The uh, Tyler Matakevich. Yeah, big red, that guy. And he played well. I don't, I don't think, does he wear 44 for them? Yeah. I, uh, I, I shared his post the other day on Slack and I, I remember that I followed him on Instagram and I went, what am I doing? <laughs> uh, anyways, so I think that if they can make a, a key play on the from the kickoff, from the punt and turn the ball over or a big tackle, like get the team energized and, and fired up. Like, you know that, um, I can't remember, what's Johnson's number? He was 51, but now he's something else. He's uh, Is he yeah. The live chat might know. I don't know what his number is. But if, if Johnson can make a big 40, play... It's not 45, is it? 44? I can't remember. No, it is. It's 45. I'm right. It is 45. Yeah, it's like 45. Johnson can make a big play on the on the team. Well, the teams in general make a big play. Um, and, you know, with uh, Presley Harvin as well, shooting that ball through the air, then that's going to flip the field and put some more pressure. So it's it's going to start there too. Yeah. Kick, kickoff coverage or whatever, that's going to start. Yeah, I love it. Who's I who's your it. player? Like, I can I can guess. Is your player Frymouth? Oh, you know me too well, Mark. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it is. But but I think it's like there's going to be a key block, or there's going to be you know there's going to be a key catch on a key down. It might be like third and four or what have you. But it ends up you know getting them a couple of more down. You know, it ends up getting the next down that then results in a you know touchdown or what have you or keeps the drive going. Like it's not going to be. Look, it may well be a, you know a great you know catch for a touchdown in the red zone, but it's yeah for me when I look at Highsmith. I, I, sorry, when I look at free moves, I, I was also thinking though, you know, with Highsmith having his injuries this week, Ingram is going to be crucial. Even with TJ Watt, think about it. Like TJ Watt, you know, yes, he's been training, and you know, I'm sure he's going to be raring to go. He signed that deal, and everyone's like, yeah, you know, I think Bad talked about it in the preview. He'll be coming out blazing great. I want TJ to come out and temper it. I don't want him to come out too hard too quickly and end up injured, right? No. And when you've got Melvin Ingram, we can see this is the this is the thing that I think is the difference between the Bills and the Steelers in this game, right? You look at the additions that we've had. We've brought in guys like Najee has the the most tempered, you know, I'm gonna say this word tempered ego amongst for a first round draft pick thing you've kind of seen. Like he just gets to work, he's mature, what have you. The maturity of the draft picks we've had, and, and there's a lot of talk about their leadership and what have you. We've and the uh, veterans that we've brought in as well. We've got a mature team that knows how to go through the game, that's experienced, that doesn't have to be overhyped. You know, you need to, uh, you know, the game goes, this is a cliche, but the game goes for 60 minutes, you know, when it kind of goes for three hours, really, with all the breaks and the rest <laughs> of it. But, but the game goes for 60 minutes. You don't win the game from one quarter. So you got to temper things. You've got to do things. And it's like what you said, Mark. If you get behind, you don't abandon the run. You've got to be mm-hmm. methodical. You've got to take things sense, you know, really with common sense. Just slow it down, play your game, and get it, you know, and see how that delivers for you. So I think for me, it's it's guys like Melvin Ingram that are going to show up. A guy like Mars Killebrew, look out for him too. But yeah, when I talk about a new addition that I think is going to make a major impact, giving Ben and Ebron and a free move. And they're going to have to try a couple of plays with them both on the field, at least like you've got to see it. Right. So, you know, I'm, I'm excited to see that. And, and Wes has made a bold prediction of Najee Harris, uh, you know, 
23 rushes for 145 oh, yards, two TDs, bring, 47 yards. Bring um, it up. I, I can see. I can see that. I really can. He's, he's a special player. Um, he just he just win those preseason games. He's really running the rock. I, I could see it. Can you? Could you not? Like if that happened, would we? We'd be shocked. We'd be like, yes, we've got one. Let's go. <laughs> but before we wrap up uh, part one of uh, this week's Steelers touch down under. I want to bring up Shield's uh, uh, super chat here, $5 in the tip jar. Thanks so much, Shield. Uh, Shield91. He's like, hey, mates. He, he always does this on Twitter too. I love it. It brings on the Aussie. Hope your week was good. Just ran my eight mile. Is that Mackinac? So I said that right? Uh, Mackinac Island race? Mackinac. Uh, uh, went super well, and I'll catch the stream for my 16 mile tomorrow. <laughs> you, I love it. It's fantastic. That's crazy, mate. What a run. Uh, what a run. All right. Well, if you're on the YouTube or Facebook side right now, stay tuned for part two. We'll be a couple of seconds. And if you're on the audio side, please flick, flick over to part two. We're going to have, as usual, sling in the slang. We're going to talk about what we now feel the Steelers record is going to look like. Mark and I are going to have our punt of the week for this week. And as always, audience Q&A. And I know there's some awesome questions coming. So just stay tuned for a couple more moments.